O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. Israel is at the center stage of world events. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It is from Jerusalem the eternal capital of Israel, that Yeshua will one day rule and reign for 1,000 years. If you want to understand prophetic end-time events and what the God of Israel is doing in these last days, we must keep our eye on Israel. Sign up for Israel on Target. We give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week, along with scriptures to pray over Israel. Each week we also include an Up Periscope special feature article. Each article does a deep dive on censored topics you won't find in the mainstream media, including big tech censorship, the inside scoop on the coronavirus vaccines, and other hot topics. Stay informed and in the loop. To sign up for Israel on Target, Up Periscope, go to dailyaudiotorah.com and sign up today. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the King James for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Emor, and it means, Say. Leviticus 23, 1-22 And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, concerning the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations which you shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover, and on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread to the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. But you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. 
And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you become into the land which I give to you, and reap the harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest to the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow, after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf a he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the meat offering thereof shall be two-tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire to the Lord for a sweet savor. And the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of a hen. And ye shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number fifty days. And you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two-tenth meat deals. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the firstfruits unto the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock, and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be a holy convocation unto you. You shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not make clean riddance of the corners of your field when you reap neither shall you gather any gleaning of your harvest. You shall leave them to the poor and to the stranger. I am Yahweh your Elohim. Judges 8, 18-9-21 Then said he unto Ziba, and Zalmunna. What manner of men were they whom you slew at Tabor? And they answered, You as you are, so they were. Each one resembled the children of a king. And he said, They were my brethren, even the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And he said unto Jether his firstborn, Up, and slay them. But the youth did not draw his sword, for he feared, because he was yet a youth. Then Ziba and Zalmunna said, Rise, and fall upon us, for as the man is, so is his strength. 
And Gideon arose and slew Ziba and Zalmunna, and took away the ornaments that were on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, and your son's son also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said to them, I would desire a request of you, that you would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings, because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, We we will willingly give them. And they spread a garment, and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand seven hundred shekels of gold, beside ornaments and collars and purple clothing that was on the kings of Midian and beside the chains that were about their camels' necks. And Gideon made an ephod thereof, and put it in his city, even in Oprah. And all Israel went thither, a whoring after it, which thing became a snare to Gideon and to his house. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness for forty years in the days of Gideon. And Jerobal the son of Joash went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had threescore and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. And his concubine that was in Shechem, she also bore him a son, whose name he called Abimelech. And Gideon the son of Joash died in a good old age, and was buried in the sepulchre of Joash his father, in Oprah of the Abiezites. And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a-whoring after Balaam, and made Baal-barith their god. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies, on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerobal, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed to Israel. And Abimelech the son of Jerobal went to Shechem unto his mother's brethren, and communed with them, and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Speak, I pray you, in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether it is better for you either that all the sons of Jerobal, which are threescore and ten persons, reign over you, or that one reign over you. Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's brethren spoke of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem all these words, and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. And they gave him threescore and ten pieces of silver out of the house of Baal-barith, wherewith Abimelech hired vain and light persons, which followed him. And he went to his father's house at Oprah, and slew his brethren, the sons of Jerobal, being threescore and ten persons, upon one stone. Notwithstanding yet Jotham 
the youngest son of Jeroboam was left, for he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together, and all the house of Milo, and went and made Abimelech king by the plain of the pillar that was in Shechem. And when they told it to Jotham, he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted up his voice, and cried, and said to them, Hearken unto me, you men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? And the trees said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said the trees to the vine, Come and reign over us. And the vine said to them, Should I leave my wine, which cheers God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees to the bramble, Come and reign over us. And the bramble said, To the trees, if in truth you anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you have done truly and sincerely in that you have made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jeroboam and his house, and have done to him according to the deserving of his hands, For my father fought for you, and adventured his life far, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. And you are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons, threescore and ten persons, upon one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If you then have dealt truly and sincerely with Jeroboam and with his house this day, Then rejoice in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech, and devour the men of Shechem and the house of Milo. And let fire come out from the men of Shechem and from the house of Milo, and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled, and went to Beer, and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech, his brother. Luke 23, 44-24-12 And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in the midst. And when Yeshua had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breasts and returned. And all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding 
these things. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and just. The same had not consented to count the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and begged the body of Yeshua. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after, and behold, the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of Yeshua. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. And remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things to the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran to the sepulchre, and stooping down he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves, and departed, wondering in himself at that which was to come to pass. Psalm 99, 1-9 The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise your great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loves judgment. You do establish equity. You execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name, they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. You answered them, O Lord our God. You were a God that forgave them, though you took vengeance of their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his holy hill, for Yahweh our Elohim is holy.
Proverbs 14, 9 and 10. Fools make a mockery at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. The heart knows his own bitterness, and a stranger does not meddle with his joy. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Leviticus 23, and then we're going to jump into Judges chapter 8 and 9. And in Leviticus chapter 23, this chapter lays out for us the feasts of Yahweh. Now, there's a very common misunderstanding and misperception in the mainstream Christian world that the feasts, which include Passover, Unleavened Bread, Shavuot, Feast of Trumpets or Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur or Day of Atonement, and Sukkot or Feast of Tabernacles, that these are all the feasts of the Jews and that we, so-called Christians, don't need to pay any attention to that. That's not true. It says very clearly in verse 2, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them concerning the feasts of Yahweh, or the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. And these feasts, the holy convocations, as they are defined as, when you look at it in the Hebrew, it is a word that means appointment. So it's a little bit like if God has a daytimer, and so do you, and he says, I want to meet with you, and I want to have coffee with you somewhere. Let's meet at this certain place and time. And you set it up for next Tuesday at 2 o'clock, but you wrote in your planner in your daytimer Monday at 1 o'clock, you would miss each other. God has a daytimer. And he has certain days that he wants to meet with his people. Now, we can meet with him and interact with him 24-7 while we're driving in the car, while we're taking a shower, while we're doing the dishes. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we can meet with him. But these days are special. They are set apart. And so, also, verse 2, speak to the children of Israel. So, who is the audience? It doesn't say speak to the Jews about Yahweh's feasts. He's saying speak to the children of Israel. Well, who are the children of Israel? Again, another very common misunderstanding or misperception in the mainstream Christian world is that, well, we have Jews and then we have Gentiles. We have Jews and then we have Christians, and they're two completely separate groups of people. Does Yeshua have two brides? He has one bride. He has one people. He has one book. He is one God. So who are the children of Israel? The whole house of Israel includes all 12 tribes. One of those tribes is Judah, also known as the Jews. But there's also Ephraim and Zebulun and Manasseh and Issachar and all the other tribes as well. So it's all 12 tribes who are the children of Israel. And remember, when the children of Israel, or the Hebrews, left Egypt and came out of slavery, and they met at Mount Sinai with Yahweh, 
they were a mixed multitude. There were some Egyptians that left with them that said, We want to follow your God, the God of Israel. There were strangers who sojourned amongst them. So anyone who walks with the God of Israel, who identifies with him, you do not need to be Jewish or of any direct descent of any of those 12 tribes. It's by faith that we are grafted in. We are grafted in. Romans 11, the olive tree is Israel. The roots of that tree are Yeshua and the Torah. And there's the wild branches and the natural branches. The natural branches are Judah, the Jewish people. The wild branches are the non-Jews, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom. And when you put them all together, the wild and the natural branches all together, you have one olive tree. So verse 4, these are the feasts of Yahweh, holy convocations which you shall proclaim in their seasons. And then this chapter lays them out. We have Passover, we have unleavened bread, we have Shavuot. The spring feasts speak of Yeshua's first coming, and he has fulfilled the spring feasts in every detail. The fall feasts, which include Yom Teruah, or Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, and Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, they speak of and point to the second coming of Yeshua. They will be fulfilled in all their fullness when he returns, when he comes back. Let's move on now to Judges 8 and 9. And in Judges 8 and 9, we see the last part of Gideon's life and then his son Abimelech, who rises up and takes a lead role. Now, before Gideon passes away, in verse 22 of Judges chapter 8, it is written, Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, and your son's son also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. Yahweh shall rule over you. That was Gideon's heart. Yet the people were clamoring for a human earthly king. And he wanted to point them to Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who delivered you. I was simply an agent, a vessel, a vehicle. But he wanted the people to look to Yahweh to rule over them. Then after he dies, verse 33, in chapter 8, verse 33 and 34, And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a-whoring after Balaam and made Baal-bereth their god. And the children of Israel remembered not Yahweh their Elohim, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. People can have a very short memory bank. We need to remember all the good things that 
Yahweh has done for us. We need to remember how he has delivered us, how he has provided for us, how he has been so kind, how he has protected us and provided for us. We need to remember those things and be grateful and be thankful and praise him for all the things, the good things he has done, and just for who he is. But in the heart of the people, there was this leaning towards going a-whoring and following after other gods, and that was what they did as soon as he died. Now, in the next chapter, we have Abimelech, and he wants to rise up to power. And he wants to be the king. Now remember, Gideon's heart was, I'm not going to rule over you, and neither shall my son rule over you. But what does Abimelech do, his son? He wants to rule over the people. He does a very wicked, evil thing. Verse 5, chapter 9, verse 5. He went to his father's house at Oprah, and he killed, murdered, slew his brothers, the son of Jeroboam, being threescore and ten persons upon one stone. But one son escaped, Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam. He hid himself. But all of his other brothers he murdered so that he could be the top kingpin. Extremely evil. And then Jotham tells a parable to the people about who's going to rule over the trees. And of course, the parable on the surface is a cute story, but there's a deeper meaning and a deeper message underneath the surface story. So he tells this story, and then he concludes and wraps it up and says, My father fought for you, verse 17, and ventured his life far and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. And you are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons, threescore and ten persons, upon one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If you have dealt truly and sincerely with Jeroboam and with his house this day, then rejoice in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not... Let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and the house of Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem and from the house of Milo and devour Abimelech. And then Jotham runs away and flees. Now, can you relate to this story? Sometimes in our families that we were born into, there can be great dysfunction and brokenness. There can be one person who decides to follow Yahweh and his ways, and who's born again, who loves the Lord and who loves his word. And there can be other members in the same family that are really caught up in evil and in bondage. Maybe they're addicted to drugs or alcohol. Maybe they have a terrible anger problem and they're violent. Maybe they, a member of the family winds up in prison. Maybe one of the siblings has deep bitterness 
and unforgiveness against their brother or sister. And there can be all kinds of trouble and difficulty and trials in a family. Maybe you have children who've grown up and have wandered far from the faith and are um, a whoring after the gods of this world, sleeping around or doing drugs, or they've just wandered far from Yeshua. And that happens in families, and it can be truly heartbreaking. And we, as parents, we want the best for our children. And so we can pray, we can stand in the gap, we can intercede, we can do what we can to point them to the way, to point them to Yeshua and pray for them. But it's up to the Lord to redeem a family, to restore a family. And each person has free will. They can choose to respond to the goodness of the Lord, to his grace and his mercy and his loving kindness. Or they can refuse him. They can reject him. There can be a marriage where maybe you're the one that's the believer and your husband or your wife is an unbeliever and is extremely stiff-necked and stubborn and wants nothing to do with the things of God. And it's being unequally yoked. And this can be a great heartache. This is what happens sometimes in families. I just want to encourage you, if you're in one of those situations that I described, continue to pray. Stand in the gap. Pray and intercede for your loved ones. And ask God to bring restoration in your family. Jotham lived in a family that was extremely dysfunctional and broken. His own brother Abimelech killed all of his brothers. But that's sometimes we live in this world. And so Jotham made his message. He drew his line in the sand and then he ran away for safety. And sometimes we have to step back and step away and not participate in some of the wickedness or the evil that goes on in families. Heavenly Father, I lift up families to you today. And I pray, Father, that you would redeem and restore in families, in marriages, in parents to their children and children to their parents. I pray and I plead the blood of Yeshua over these family relationships. And I pray that you will orchestrate circumstances in the lives of the families represented here today, so that if there are any who have wandered far from you and have gotten into a dark place, who are taken captive by the enemy, that you would deliver them, that you would set them free, that you would redeem them, and bring them back into your camp. I ask for restoration of families, restoration of marriages, restoration of relationship between parents and children and children to parents. Please do a mighty work, Father, and restore families. And I ask it in the name of Yeshua.
Amen. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.